Welcome to the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. When Kevin gives the word, be prepared to call in to 865-243-TALK. That's 865-243-8255. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host. I'm here with co-host Mark Griffith. Thank you guys for coming in and joining us today here on WNOX. We thank you guys for stopping in and we hope to add some value to your weekend um, and hope everybody's enjoying uh, this holiday season. And we have a really exciting show today. And, you know, right now, especially this time of year, there's a lot of people that are either out shopping or in the malls with, with their money or their online shopping, Amazon and all of these other online sources. And it's a great time to, to bring to your awareness uh, some very important information that you need to know, some, some, some helpful hints, some tips. And, and what better person to go to to try to help us with that than Robert Siciliano. He is uh, the author of the book, 99 Things You Wish You Knew Before Your Identity Was Stolen. Um, over 50,000 copies already downloaded, and you can go to Amazon.com uh, to download your copy. Um, it, it obviously is, is getting a lot of traction out there, and you can find that on thehousinghour.com. We're going to link that to thehousinghour.com, and we also have that on our Facebook page. So we want to welcome Robert in. Thank you, Robert, for joining us today. Thank you so much. I noticed that this time of year, obviously, you have a lot of reports, and I, I've read your blogs, and you have a lot of things happening that revolves around shopping online. What do you think about the the security that is offered by some of these online outlets, like for instance, PayPal, for instance? I I, I find myself, Robert, when I'm when I'm out there shopping for goods and services, I really want them to have a PayPal option. What do you think about how our our stuff is being protected online? So most um, uh, online banks uh, or online uh, uh, transactions uh, are in general secure. Uh, and when I say secure, meaning that they have systems in place that um, makes those transactions uh, less likely to be penetrated by criminals seeking out your personal information for fraudulent charges. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing is bulletproof, but um, Overall, uh, a company like PayPal or any other online bank or some or a company that's responsible for a financial transaction, uh, they have they're at a disadvantage if they don't um, do what's necessary to secure our data, big time. You know, they uh, their reputation would be damaged and nobody would use them overnight. Right. Oh, absolutely. So they invest uh, millions into hardware and software in the information security professionals to make sure that our information, their data, is safe on their servers in that transaction. So there's a uh, numerous processes, uh, third parties, uh, PayPal, uh, the retailer. And there's there's all kinds of things that's going on. Visa, Mastercard, American Express. Anytime you um, commit to a financial tra transaction online. Uh, there's a number of things that are going on in the background. None of this is magic. You know, there are engineers and technicians in the background that have created numerous forms of, of technology to make sure that it's good. 
I tell everybody, you know, go ahead, you know, bank online, use PayPal, use your credit card over the internet. And I say, don't worry about it. You know, you don't have to worry about it, but you do need to be aware of what you're doing. And there are steps that you need to take to make sure that that transaction, when it's all said and done, that that data hasn't been compromised and unauthorized charges aren't being made in the future. And with with us, Robert, for instance, at our household, I mean, we have literally, I would say, hundreds of transactions that happen a month. And I think, would you also say another important thing to identify whether there's been identity theft in your household um, is to, to be aware of what is going through um, your bank. And, and I know that that sounds silly for some. They think, well, my goodness, why wouldn't you? I mean, certainly you're, you're balancing your checkbook, but let's just be honest. That doesn't happen in every household. Yeah, you, that's, that's correct. You, you do have to pay very close attention to your financials. Uh, and that means balancing your checkbook, looking at your bank statements, uh, via the paper records you might receive every month, and especially looking at them online, and I recommend at least bi-weekly. Mm. So every couple of weeks, you're looking at all of your transactions, reconciling them, making sure that you, in fact, were responsible for those charges, for those debts, for those withdrawals. Uh, if you are not looking at your statements, then chances are, if there is some type of fraud that occurs, you're never going to see it, and the bank may not recognize it either. Right. While the banks do have systems in place to look for anomalies, they're not looking as close as you would. Mm. Most studies show that it's the consumer, it's the bank holder, the credit card holder, that's the one that recognizes the fraud before the bank does, or the credit card company. So whether it's your bank, your debit card, or your credit card, you've got to look at your online statements pretty frequently. At this time of the year, it might be a good idea to do it every week opposed to every couple of weeks right. or you know, every month. Uh, and that's looking at every single charge because mm. you know, my, my dad and I have this, uh, this, this, this thing we say to each other quite often. You know, there's not a day that goes by that someone's not trying to dip into our pocket. Mm. And, and it's true. I mean, even the utilities that we do business with, you know, you think of who you do business with for utility, the overcharges for utilities, the oh, overcharges, yeah. the, the fees that we get that we're not supposed to be getting. Everybody's dipping into your pocket at one given point in time. And you have to pay real close attention to that. And people, criminals that, you know, intend on doing that uh, have uh, lots of ways of going about it. So you have to really pay close attention. Well, and also I think for us, when we look at, you know, as a household, you know, we, we want to identify what the symptoms are that your, your identity has been stolen. And one of those symptoms is irregular, obviously, charges. That's a prima facie evidence right there that your identity has been stolen. What are some other symptoms that people could be looking for? People so there's, there's basically, when it boils down to it, there's two types of identity theft in, revolving around financials that we need to be concerned about. Two types. And the one that you speak to regarding... Um, unauthorized charges and irregular activity and so forth, that's credit card fraud. And that, that credit card fraud is actually account takeover. So there's new account fraud and there's account takeover. That's the two types of identity theft. So account takeover is when your credit card is charged without your authorization. It's when your usernames and passwords are compromised and money's funneled out of your bank account. It's when your debit card is compromised. It's when various accounts that you hold, that you have, that are yours, are taken over, mm. account takeover. And unauthorized activity is done, on, unauthorized charges are made. Uh, that's one form of identity theft. And so the only way to protect yourself from that 
um, well, a couple different things. Well, one, proactively, you know, using strong passwords, protecting your PC with antivirus, anti-spyware, and a McAfee firewall. McAfee is a good one. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> making sure that your uh, data is protected locally on your own devices, your, uh, your uh, mobile phone, your tablet, your laptop, your Mac, your PC, and so forth. Make sure that, what did you say, make sure your, your passwords? Passwords are okay. um, secure, meaning like uppercase, lowercase, numbers, letters, okay. characters. Okay. Making sure that you use a different password for every account. Oh, uh, man, that's tough, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Where I mean, that brings up another question because I, I, I know that's what you're supposed to do, but I mean... I have ADD, for instance. I mean, where do we keep this information? We can't keep it in our mind. Where's the, Should we keep it in a secure place? Should we store it on our phone in that password-protected application? Then I so have to remember I, that password. Yeah, there are, there are password managers out there, password vaults, mm -hmm. right, online that you can download, software that you can use that will work across browsers, that will work across devices. So... Mm. I use a, a password manager that works on Chrome, Firefox, and Internet Explorer on my um, uh, Windows 7 machines. Works mm -hmm. on my laptop, my desktop. It works on my iPhone. It works across all my different devices, and it syncs in the cloud, so it syncs over the Internet. So no matter what device I'm on, I have all my passwords right in front of me. Does it also work for Safari? This particular one doesn't work for Safari, but there okay. are others that do. Okay. Uh, there's RoboForm, there's LastPass, there's, there's um, one password. Uh, there's a number of them out there. And really, you look out there, see what your options are. Mine costs 30 bucks a year. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's like the, 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 the 30, best 30 bucks I spend every year to manage my time and to keep my password secure. Absolutely. Uh, because I can't remember all these different passwords. No and way. It, and if you had the same password for every account, and one of your accounts is compromised, that's going to be a huge problem for you. Oh, I, absolutely. So the okay. book that you wrote, yeah, the book that you wrote, 99 Things You Wish You Knew Before Your Identity Was Stolen, we're, we're here with Robert Siciliano, and, and you have this book that you've written, and it's obviously caught fire. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, being going, it's going out the door. Um, it's $11 to download. And tell me a little bit about the book. Tell me a little bit what people are going to find when they read the book. So I've been involved in the field of information security and identity theft protection and computer security and understanding what these things are. You know, there are, there are criminal hackers out there that are experts in this stuff. There are white hat, good guy hackers out there that are experts in this stuff. And I pay attention to what they do and I research them and I cobble together their information in a succinct way that makes sense to the public. I break it down so that it's easily digestible into 99 tips so that you understand what you need to know in regards to your personal security, in regards to your information. Uh, because, you know, I wanted to know about this stuff years ago, so I started to research it and it began to make sense to me. And so over the years, I've managed to be able to communicate this to millions via, you know, shows like this. Right. And so I've broken all this down uh, so that you, me, we can, you know, understand it at its basics. And so what you need to know and what you need to do and what you need to download to keep your data secure on your devices is in this book. Well, and I also recommend that people go to, um, well, there's a couple of websites, several that you have, but idtheftsecurity.com. Is that a good one to go to? That is actually my website. That's okay. my website. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also work with McAfee, so check out McAfee at McAfee.com. Okay, and you write a great blog. And, you know, the blog, 
because for a lot of people, uh, some of these things, it, it comes down to the things that are going to directly affect them. I mean, certainly internet security is a vital piece of what people think about, you know, but there's other things too, you know, when your wallet gets stolen or when your cell phone goes missing, there are many things that people need to be aware of that they need to know, hey, if this does happen, it's not the end of the world, but here are some steps to take, you know, here are some things that they need to do. So what would you say, just because we have three minutes in this segment and we would like to talk with you further um, about some other things, but with the last three minutes of this segment that we have, if somebody does, hey, hey, lose a phone, which in my mind is almost as bad as losing a wallet nowadays, what are some steps they should take when this happens? So your devices need to be protected, meaning that they have to have a password on them. Uh, you, it's not enough to just have your device and you know you access it and it's right there and there's no password on it. If you lose that device, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the information that's on it and all the apps that ha- are accessed on it, it Facebook, Gmail, whatever, uh, can be accessed as well. So number one, your phone has to be password protected. If it's an Android device, um, then it needs to have antivirus on it as well. Androids are vulnerable like PCs are vulnerable to viruses. So antivirus on an Android. And then if you lose it, um, you want to be able to uh, locate it via GPS. You want to be able to lock it uh, if, if for whatever reason it's not properly locked. And you want to be able to wipe it. So if you lose it, you want to be able to lock it. You want to be able to um, locate it, and you want to be able to wipe it. Mm-hmm. And that software is available in a number of different places. You want to definitely do that so that you can get some control over that lost digital device. Mm-hmm. Well, that will solve that problem. What about if, if you lose your wallet? So if you lose your wallet, I have a um, backup copy of all the different cards that are in my wallet. I have photocopies front and back that I scanned on my own PC. I store that document in a secured place in my computer. And so if in the unlikely event that my wallet is ever lost or stolen, I have backup copies of all my cards. I can see them, and I can call, and I can cancel them to get new ones. I also believe in thinning out your wallet. I can tell you what's in my wallet. I know what I have. (laughs) I have just a few cards, a few pictures, a few small documents, and that's it. Uh, you should thin out your wallet. People who have, you know, five, eight, ten, fifteen cards—that's just insane to me. Because yeah. when that wallet is lost, and we all saw the episode of Seinfeld when George had this ridiculous fat wallet, uh, <laughs> and, and and that's many people. Like that's many women. Right. That's many people, and that's not good. Uh, because right. if you if you would be if you if you think about it and would feel physically ill if you if you lost your wallet. You've got way too much stuff in your wallet. Absolutely. Well, I'm here with Robert Siciliano. We want to thank him for coming in, and we're going to be right back with him and talk to him a little bit more about some other things that are going to be very important to you as you go through this holiday season. Join us right back here on the Housing Hour. Be right back after these messages. Fox News Radio Source, 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers.
customers. At Titleist Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. The Christmas season is always a wonderful time to reflect on your blessings. And Mortgage Investors Group would like to thank all of our customers for making us the number one private lender in Tennessee. Our gift continues to be the lowest possible rates with the best customer service. Call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage license number 109111. Merry Christmas. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to being your home loan solution. It's just that simple. With over 22 years of experience in the home financing business and over 60,000 clients, MIG is Tennessee's leading independent mortgage lender. Whether you're looking to upgrade your current home, purchase your first home, or need to simply refinance to a lower rate, now is the time to move. There has never been a better time to buy a home than there is today. Record low rates, great selection of homes for sale, and sellers ready to sell. This environment will not last forever. Mortgage Investors Group has money to lend, experienced loan officers to guide you, and a singular focus of helping you. Contact us and we will help you realize your American dream today. MIGonline.com or 865-691-8910. Equal housing lender, Tennessee license number 109111. Mortgage Investors Group. Clearly, your best choice for news talk. 100.3 WNOX. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. And before we get back with Robert, I want to tell you guys about a company that, that I believe very strongly in, and that is Admiral Title. Admiral Title help you with all of your real estate closing needs. Um, been around for about eight years now. Terry and Phyllis started that company with one key thing in mind, and that is that they wanted to make their company different from the other title companies that were out there. The difference is that they treat the customer like they want to be treated. I know that doesn't sound like a new idea, and it's not, but they've perfected it. They've done what they needed to do to get you from A to B to Z all very smoothly. Um, and they take care of all questions that you may have, and they answer those. Um, and you know what? The bottom line is we at Mortgage Investors Group or any other company, we do what we can to get you to where you need to go, and then we have to transfer that trust to somebody else and they are the people that I trust the most. I'd love for you to give them a call today and see if they can help you. It's 865-531-6060. So if you're a lender out there or maybe you're just a, a person that needs to um, purchase a piece of property, you're paying cash, great, good for you. Call them directly. But they are the people you can trust. It's 865-531-6060. All right. Well, uh, welcome back in. I've got Robert Siciliano here. He has written a book. Uh, the book is called um, 99 Things You Wish You Knew Before Your Identity Was Stolen. It's a, it's it's really catching fire. It's over 50,000 copies downloaded. You can go to Amazon.com 
Um, you also can go to, uh, to thehousinghour.com and uh, certainly uh, link. Uh, we've got the links there that you can go to. Um, but we'd like to continue this conversation. And you were speaking earlier about credit card fraud and, and those type of things is one type of identity theft. And then um, we didn't give you the opportunity to talk about new account identity theft. So if you don't mind, speak about that, Robert. So new account fraud is when bad guys get a hold of your social security number. And we know today that our social security number essentially is our primary identifier. It's used as our national ID. It's connected to most of our accounts in some way, shape, or form, especially our financials. Uh, it's even connected to our criminal histories, uh, driving record, and so on. And with that social, bad guys can go ahead, especially they can open up new credit cards under your name, new bank accounts under your name, new lines of credit. That's a problem. Mm, yeah. um, it's a problem because uh, the system in which we function under is based on credit, meaning that you know we're a credit-driven society and once the bad guy gets a hold of your your social they go ahead and apply for credit they just fill out an application whether over the phone over the internet or via paper and they um, use that social they falsify your address uh, they might use your name. They could even change your birth date. And they will get a new credit card under your name. The system is, is pretty much wide open as far as allowing for that to happen. Credit, the credit bureaus, there's very little authentication of authenticating the actual individual who's um, filing that application for credit. And so it makes it easy for a criminal to go ahead and pose as you and to open up these new lines of credit. And you're not going to know about this until uh, you get bills in the mail or calls from bill collectors or you're denied credit. Uh, that's when most people find out their identity has been stolen because they uh, go ahead to apply for a loan, for a new car, for a house, to refinance their own house, and they learn that their credit is bad because they have all these open lines of credit under the name that the bad guy never paid the bill. That's a big problem because, you know, in a credit-driven society, you can't get an apartment, you can't, some, in some situations, you can't get a job or, 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 or even an education uh, for, you know, school, school loans and so forth if you have bad credit. So it's really important to pay attention to your credit, and it's important to do things to protect your credit as well. Uh, the most effective way to protect yourself from new account fraud is through two different means, or three different means, actually. One is identity theft protection. We've heard a lot about different identity theft protection services out there, and in general, they all do what they say they're going to do, and in general, they, you know, for 10 bucks a month, they will protect you from identity theft. They're not going to protect you from credit card fraud, but what they're supposed to protect you from is new account fraud. Right? It's when mm -hmm. your social is used without your authorization. Um, Another way to protect your identity is with something called a credit freeze. A credit freeze is very effective and very cost-effective as well. Um, you do a quick search online for state security freeze laws. That's four words, state security freeze laws. And there uh, you'll find a website at the top of search called consumersunion.org. And once you click on that link, it'll bring you to a uh, map of the United States. You click on your state and you'll see a PDF file of all the different uh, rules and regs regarding a credit freeze in your state. And you basically fill out the documentation, send it in to the credit bureaus, and, um, th and then they will freeze your credit. And this really is the most effective way to lock down your identity so bad guys can't open up new lines of credit under your name. When your credit is frozen, the credit bureaus, uh, sorry, the, the creditors, like a bank, a lending company, 
mobile phone carrier, credit card company, and so forth, they can't see a credit score. So they're not going to lend to anyone. They're not going to open up that new line of credit to anyone if they can't see a score. So a credit freeze prevents new lines of credit. Now, if you want to get a new line of credit, you just thaw or unlock your credit freeze. It's a very simple process to lock it. It's a very simple process to unlock it. Again, search state security freeze laws. Go to consumersunion.org and learn how to freeze your credit. It's probably the best way to protect your identity. Hey, Robert, this is Mark. I wanted to jump in and ask a question because this new account um, fraud, uh, people opening up. I know we've had this experience with branches because we're in the mortgage business. We and, and I know homes have this issue. Give us some tips of how to protect and securitize information because there's Dempster divers or dumpster divers where people are going through the trash and trying to find this outside your home. I don't think people recognize the severity of uh, throwing away pieces of paper. What's the best way we can do to securitize our home? So it all starts with physical security, making sure that you have an alarm system. I have an alarm system which is turned on, you know, while I'm gone, while I'm sleeping. And you have that alarm system on during the day, during the night. And then beyond that, your documentation within the home um, is either in a locking filing cabinet, right? So any pertinent information that could be used against you is in a locking filing cabinet. Or it's digitized and it's behind a firewall. It's, it's protected. It's password protected. It's encrypted right, on your PC. Uh, those are two great ways to protect it. Uh, and then as far as things that you don't need, documentation you, you no longer want or need, Obviously, you just don't throw it out in the trash. You have to shred it. You have to cross-cut shred it. And that way, it's relatively destroyed so the bad guy can't piece things together. Now, that being said, um, it's, it's, it's not enough to just shred your own information, keeping in mind that others out there, you know, a, 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 a business that goes out of business throws your stuff into a dumpster right? Um, What can you do about that? Well, you can't do anything about them throwing it into the dumpster, but you can protect yourself as far as account takeover goes by looking at your existing accounts, making sure that any of that information that was thrown in that dumpster, if it's picked up by a bad guy, if anybody was to make unauthorized charges, you're paying close attention to your accounts, then you don't have so much to worry about because, you know, you're, you're monitoring your account. And then at the same time, that same information thrown in that dumpster, uh, if it's a social security number, if you have a credit freeze, then you don't mm. have to worry so much about new accounts being opened up under your name. Now, I know in the uh, mortgage business, you know, credit freezes can kind of slow down the process of opening up a new loan. Definitely. So it's, impor- yeah. it's important that consumers understand how a credit freeze works. And if they're going to elect to do that, that they make sure that they understand how to freeze it and how to thaw it to make sure that that process goes along smoothly. Yeah, so, I mean, being able to freeze it is a good idea, um, but you need to know if you're out there, if you're trying to apply for a new line of credit, you need to understand how the thawing process works. Is it something that can happen if you um, if you pull the trigger to unthaw it? If, can it happen immediately the next day, have your credit ran? And get- Generally, it's within 24 hours. Okay, yeah. well, that's okay. Yeah, so for example, my mom, she um, gets, she leases a new car every three to five years, and she gives me a call every three to five years saying, you know, Rob, can you go ahead and do that credit freeze thingy for me again? <laughs> and 
And so I go ahead and I go online real simply and I have a, a website that I go to, a username and password I type in, I click a couple of boxes, it thaws her credit for about a week and then it automatically refreezes it. And it's a pretty simple process. It's not much different than accessing your Facebook or your email or posting a status update. You know, if you can, if you know your way around a computer, you know, to do all these different things that we do, if you can play solitaire, then you can, you can thaw your credit. And this actually protects uh, uh, from ourselves uh, going out and buying a car on the spur of the moment. So yes. I think the wife would be happy about that. Yes. It, it, it does eliminate you from getting involved in instant credit, correct? Well, you just unthaw it, and the next day you go buy the car. But, then you've, lost, but then you've lost interest. <laughs> in the heat of the moment. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you spoke about Facebook, and actually, for those people out there, and you can speak to this, I would imagine that there are predators that are all over Facebook and Twitter mm. and um, Pinterest and all these social media networks. Um would you say that that's something that people need to be very careful about? I mean, you've got your maiden name in there, your kids' names, pictures of your home, whether you're on vacation. I mean, it's just a hotbed for a mess, wouldn't you say? So the problem with social media is that, yes, in fact, we are um, sharing way too much personal information. We're sharing enough data to um, make it easy for the bad guy, essentially to crack our passwords, mm -hmm. uh, to... Um, uh, uh, learn enough about us to be able to answer the knowledge-based right. authentication questions that are in our password resets. Exactly. Where, were, who was your, where was your first elementary school? Well, you just go down to the timeline and you find it. Right. I mean, that's crazy. Exactly. Also, think about your mother's maiden name has been a relatively obscure word that you might not have known, um, you know, growing up, um, or, or only like you and your family knew about it, but people on the outside of your family didn't. Uh, but now your mother's maiden name is as common as her, you know, her last name, uh, because it's on her Facebook profile. You have, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, uh, made a name in her her married name, uh, and that's very commonplace now. So, that, and that word that made a name is still a, a used as a password in many places. Yeah, well, I think that's fascinating because, and not only that, but the, a whole other discussion. And in our last segment, I would like to dive into it if you if you have time to stay around and, and uh, hang out with us for a few more minutes. I'd like to talk about um, how these computers are now basically watching our behavior and it happens no matter what you absolutely do about it because it, it the, the computers are going to just monitor what you are doing what keystrokes you're doing what sites you're going to what behavior that you have um i mean these are things that people i think don't understand or even know about as an example you know in our line of work we do a lot of advertising and one of the things that we do in our advertising efforts is that we want to um have our banner ads show up in certain areas for people who are searching for mortgages, refinance, and those type of things because it's helpful for us to be able to get our name out in front of the people that are searching for us. But that also could be used in a very sinister way as well, could it not? Yeah, criminals are um, crafty. And uh, they're paying very close attention to what everybody's doing, businesses, consumers, and so forth. They pose as businesses to extract information from those businesses' clients. They set up websites and even advertisements, and they manipulate search so that they can pose as a business. And they're basically committing business identity theft to... Um, 
compromise that, again, that, that business's clients or potential clients. Mm. Uh, and so you really have to, as a consumer, be very cognizant of uh, who you do business with, doing business with those who you know, who you like, and who you trust, making personal connections. You know, it, 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 it's, it's not a bad idea to pick up the phone. You know, not necessarily trusting everything that goes on online in, in, in a digital world. Uh, anybody can pose as anybody. Picking up the phone, um, making a phone call, speaking to a human being, getting some type of verification uh, before you lay down personal information. Just being leery that, you know, not everything is always as it appears to be. Uh, it's not about being paranoid. It's about being aware. It's about being cognizant that there are criminals out there like like me and my dad talked about, somebody's out there every day to pick your pocket. And as long, but if you're conscious of it, if you're aware of it, if you're not overly cynical but cautiously prepared, then you, then you won't be victimized. And it's not just, I mean, I guess it's not just somebody with a mask in an alley with a laptop that's trying to steal your identity or steal money from you. I mean, I think back at the movie Ghost, if you recall, that that's a little extreme of a case, but that banker was siphoning off 10 cents from millions of customers. I mean, that's obviously Hollywood, but I mean, there certainly are things that are similar to that that are happening. Well, we have Robert Siciliano here and we're going to come back with one more segment with him. This has been fascinating and we sure do appreciate him stopping by. We'll be right back after these messages. Fox News Radio, 100.3 WNOX. At Title Associates of Knoxville, we are all about you. You, the buyer, the seller, the real estate agent, or the lender. Hi, I'm Sue Benson, owner of Title Associates. In today's real estate market, it is more important than ever to have a title company with experience, a company you can trust, and one that conducts business with you in mind. Our staff has been serving Knoxville and surrounding counties for over 20 years with timely, attentive service. We are constantly updating and re-educating ourselves to ensure the best possible service to our customers. At Title Associates, we are proud to be a part of this community, a community that has remained positive during the downturn of the economy and a community that will recover with an even stronger real estate market. If you're buying, selling, or refinancing, our staff promises to make your closing a pleasant one. If you're a real estate agent looking for excellent customer service, give us a call, 777-1040, or visit our website at tanox.com. Title Associates, your choice and the right choice. The Christmas season is always a wonderful time to reflect on your blessings. And Mortgage Investors Group would like to thank all of our customers for making us the number one private lender in Tennessee. Our gift continues to be the lowest possible rates with the best customer service. Call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage license number 109111. Merry Christmas. This is certainly the most wonderful time of year. Folks dreaming of a white Christmas, children dreaming of presents under the tree, family gathering around your holiday table. If you're dreaming of a new home, Mortgage Investors Group has the best loan to make your Christmas dreams come true. With 18 offices in Tennessee and the lowest mortgage rates in our nation's history, 
MIG can help you with your purchase or refinance. Maybe you would love to start a Christmas family tradition but never have owned a home. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one THDA lender for first-time homebuyers. Our loan officers can help you through this home loan process. So call us today, 800-489-8910, or visit us online at mortgageinvestorsgroup.com. Mortgage Investors Group, making Christmas dreams come true for the past 23 years. Mortgage license number 109111. Merry Christmas. WNOX News Talk 100.3. Find us on Facebook. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. We're back in here in the housing hour and do quickly want to tell you about a company that that both Mark and I believe very uh, strongly in. And that is a company uh, that we actually work right above over at our office. And that is Capital Financial Group. Capital Financial Group is a company that is going to help you to um, really put a plan in place to help you meet your financial goals. Whether that be for your kids college fund or you and your family in getting retired at the age that you want to get retired, um, they will help you to design a plan that fits your needs. And hey, guys, you know, I know it's difficult. It's You don't want people snooping around your financial records, especially not people that are trying to get your identity. Um, but these folks are going to help you to identify what you want to do in your retirement. And that's really the key. Um, I would really recommend you calling them. Bobby and his team do a fantastic job. And I know that firsthand. Um, their phone number is 865-246-1680. And it's called Capital Financial Group group. Give him a call today. We are back in here with Robert Siciliano. He wrote the book, 99 Things You Wish You Knew Before Your Identity Was Stolen. And there are so many people out there that you know, really wish that they had not done what they did, whatever that is. I mean, it could have been, you know, sharing personal financial information over the internet. It could have been that, the, hey, they weren't balancing their checkbook and they didn't notice that there was 15 charges of $150 to some electronic company in California. There's certain things um, that you need to know and you need to know how to learn those things. I mean, this isn't going to come through osmosis. I mean, we have to take some action to uh, create for us a barrier between ourselves and the criminals that are out there. So this book, you can locate it on Amazon.com. You can download it right to your uh, iPad or, or Android or tablet device. Um, can you also purchase a, a paper copy of it as well, Robert? I'm sure you can. Yeah, uh, the um, 99 Things You Wish You Knew Before Your Identity Was Stolen is on Amazon.com uh, in paperback as well. Okay, and is it on also the um, iTunes um, I'm not sure. I uh -huh. know you can get it on Amazon. It's downloaded for Kindle, and you can get it on an iPad as well. Okay, well, that's fine. Well, yeah, iTunes, I guess, would... And the fr the thing is, if you have an iPad, you can download the Kindle app and, right. and view it right on your iPad. Right. Um, so that's great. And I think most people are, are seeming to go to that. And also the website, Mark, tell them what the website. Yeah, Robert, why don't you give us the direct website where everybody can find information, blog, and all that. Sure. A um, couple places. Uh, I am online at idtheftsecurity.com. Again, idtheftsecurity.com. And check out my friends at mcafee.com. Okay. And robertsisliano.com, um, for those of you who know how to spell that. <laughs> um, so, hey, let's continue this conversation. You know, when we left from break, I was thinking in my mind about 
you know, people, you know, I have two children. I have a, a seven and a four-year-old. And, you know, it is a parenting issue because, yes, there are certain things that I can do to secure our phone um, and also our iPad when they get on it. Um, I mean, we have devices laying all over the house and we have, you know, a computer, a desktop computer and all of those things. Um, and, and certain things that our kids do, we need to be there um, protecting them. Um, but there are so many things that can happen when a child gets on the computer. What are some things that parents can do to keep their kids from going to sites or, or whatever that they should? What are some, some key things to think about? Well, first and foremost, um, parents need to recognize that the internet uh, can be a dangerous place and that they need to take steps to protect their families. Uh, and it's not enough to just rely on your 12 or 14 year old to protect themselves that you as a parent need to step in. Um, parents uh, generally, they're supposed to protect their kids until they kick them out of the nest. And right. that means in the physical world and in the virtual world. And just because the virtual world might be a little overwhelming to you, might be a little, um, uh, you know, uh, too technolo te te technologically challenging for you, doesn't mean that you can't learn how it all works and what you need to do to protect them and yourself. Um, because today it's not just a matter of protecting them from themselves or from other people, it's also protecting you from what they do because kids are doing illegal things on the internet as well that's getting their parents into a lot of trouble today. That's right. They're hacktivists themselves, those little boogers. <laughs> yeah. They're um, downloading illegally pirated content yes. that can cost the parents all kinds of money. Uh, they are hacking into other social media accounts and email and doing things that essentially are against the law that could easily come back to bite the parent. And these are kids uh, that are just regular kids. We're not, I mean, these are normal, upstanding kids on the, on the surface. They're doing these things. Yeah, when I was a kid, we played kickball and killed men with the ball, <laughs> and we played football, and we played baseball, and now kids hack. Right. Uh, and, and that's where things are going. You know, the, you, the kids, oh. are, they, they play video games half the day, and they hack the rest of the day. Uh, so it, it's a different world out there, and parents need to monitor their child's activity on the, on the net. They need to actively participate in their online environment. They need to know what goes on in their digital devices. They need to understand how the technology works. And they need to explain it to their kids. And while their kids may be that much more savvy than they are, that doesn't mean that the parents should just throw their hands up in the air and give up. Right. And there's plenty of programs out there that you can install on your devices that will walk you and your child through the process of understanding what the risks and pitfalls of the internet are and ultimately what it is that can and should be done to protect them and you uh, setting certain controls and filters and different um, things on the on the machine the desktop the laptop the, the mobile the tablet to ensure that they're not seeing or accessing hardcore violent pornography there's right. no need for that. You know, there's no 12-year-old that needs to see that. It's just going to warp their mind. Um, there's no need for a 44-year-old man posing as a 13-year-old girl to be contacting your son. Uh, and you need to know that. And you need to, to monitor that traffic. So Absolutely. You want to be engaged and involved in their online lives, and that means not putting your head in the sand, you know, not pulling the covers over your head. It means making a small investment in technology 
basically software to monitor their activities and to filter their activities and to get involved in the process with them. And I'm not talking about installing a stealthy software that spies on them. I'm talking about something like, you know, McAfee's Internet Safe Eyes, which is, you know, it, it does just that. It, it helps them to be safe, um, and you help them to be safe. So that's the direction you want to go. This isn't about spreading fear and paranoia and spying on your kids. It's about assisting them and helping them in, um, you know, this, this, the wild, wild web. Well, and also I think like my daughter, for instance, their school offers a couple of um, tools on the web. One of those is they can sign into an account and they are able to view some books um, for their AR class, which is the accelerated reading um, program that Knox County Schools here locally offers. You know, and hey, look, the one miss. Uh, keystroke and they could be viewing something that is absolutely going to warp their mind and that's my concern is that you know if if you are a parent and you're letting your child and yes I believe that at a certain age, a child should have the freedom to be able to um, be trusted with going to the internet. But you just hit the nail on the head, Robert. I mean, they could mistakenly hit a site that is absolutely unacceptable, and they didn't even mean to do it. Exactly. That's the that's the that's the fear. So, does this McAfee safe eyes or whatever you you called it? Does that prevent them if they put in or a miss keystroke or whatever? Um, does it prevent? these adult this adult material from popping up on your screen in many circumstances it does exactly okay uh it is a filter in that way and it it recognizes and monitors where they're going uh how they're getting there uh you know when you drive down the street and there's a detour put up generally it's a man-made detour to prevent you from going a certain way because the road crew is digging a big hole in the ground uh and bad guys are continually putting up detours out there to divert you into different ways, into different traps. Mm -hmm. And so technologists, security professionals are aware of what these diversions are, what these diversions are and and what these road, what these traps are and to prevent you from getting there. Uh, And if you were to get there, to, to remove you out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah, and I think that there's this this push among the advertising community that on one hand they they want to be able to provide services that um, best fit your um, your kind of your habits and your your searching patterns, um, but then there's also um, I think maybe the throttle or the governor needs to be maybe installed with some of this. What do you think about the legislation of the internet? And what do you think about whether or not they should um, come in and and possibly apply some rules to some of the things that happen online? So there has been uh, much discussion about that SOPA and a few other rules and regs that actually have been passed, Mm -hmm. um, giving governments more control over content. And, um, you know, we are a society of laws for a reason because man tends to break them at will. Yes. Um, We're an emotional species. We can fall victim to greed and we do things that we shouldn't and, you know, drugs and alcohol. There's all these other things that mess up our balance and make us make irrational, wrong, unhealthy decisions to hurt other people. Right. So we need laws to protect man from man, right? Um, and some laws go too far, and so there are activist groups out there that their role and responsibility and purpose in the world is to create a, help to create a balance so that um, 
there isn't too much control in one direction or the other. Uh, and so uh, if we see injustice out there, if we see too much regulation, uh, if the people speak loud enough, then that regulation isn't going to happen. But we do need to do something. Um, but first and foremost, it's, the, it's, it's, it's parents that need to protect their families from what goes on out there. You know, we, I'm in charge of me, and then I'm to some degree in charge of the safety of my family, uh, along with my wife. And, and I instill in my kids that they have a certain responsibility to protect themselves as well. And so in the end, you know, we're all, we're all on our own at some level. Uh, and so by taking responsibility for our own personal security, whether it be violence or death prevention in the physical or virtual worlds, uh, it's up to me, it's up to you to make sure that we play our part to protect ourselves, to protect our information, to protect our critical infrastructures, to make sure that everything runs smoothly as a result of our own doing. Um, you know, every cigarette butt that's thrown on the ground is just one more pollutant in the world. Uh, it's, you know, if, if that one person picks it up, it's, the world is that much cleaner. You know, right. so it, it's, it's just taking personal responsibility for everything that ultimately is what, you know, will fix things. And, and I think that the thing that rings true to me, and unfortunately, you cannot legislate morality. And if you could, I would put behind bars some of these people that peddle this absolutely obscene material on the internet. There's no need for it. You don't need it out there. If you want something like that, you need to go to the back room at the Blockbuster to get it. You don't need my kid to have access to it if they make a miss keystroke. I think it's unacceptable, and I think something needs to be done about it. With that being said, I also believe very strongly that we should have the freedom to express ourselves, and I believe very strongly in the First Amendment. And but the first thing, like your book is so importantly, it's going to take it you down the road of understanding that, number one, you need to take care of yourself and your family. And 99 things you wish you knew before your identity was stolen, that's a good starting place. And how long of a book is this? Um, it's like 140 pages. You can Perfect. sit through it in about three or four hours. Perfect. That... I, Everybody that's listening to this, if you can hear my voice, you need now to go to thehousinghour.com and purchase this book. It's the best $11 that you'll ever spend because it could save you a lifetime of agony. If you take some steps to protect yourself, you will absolutely create the future that you really need and want because I'm telling you, and Robert, you can attest to this, it, there, there, there are people out there that could financially ruin you if you're not protecting yourself. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am contacted by victims all the time, and people who are victimized, they lose their jobs, they sometimes lose their relationships, they, um, people, depending on the severity of their breach of their victimization, it can really affect their personal balance, their spiritually, physically, emotionally. Identity theft uh, at, it, at its extreme is horrible. Yeah, well, I can't tell you how much Mark and I appreciate, and definitely, Mark, for you finding uh, Robert. And we'll be talking about you uh, at home and with our friends and also our coworkers because I think it's so important. 99 Things You Wish You Knew Before Your Identity Was Stolen. Robert Siciliano, thank you for joining us. We sure do appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. And, guys, thank you for joining us on this Saturday. We'll see you next time right here on The Housing Hour. This show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group. Talk to you next time. And I can die when I'm done. That's The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. 
Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and the why not. You need to know, so come here to find out. This program is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.